Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. We're going to review Leave the World Behind for you. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul Strangewit. Then for this brand new Netflix film, which dropped on the 8th of December around the world, having had its premiere a couple of weeks before the AFI Fest. Oh, really? Yeah. In the States, it was also released to select theatres on November 22nd. So it could go for an Oscar or not, right? Y- yeah. That's Presumably. A, that's a bit of a long stretch. But anyway, this is a 2023, obviously, American apocalyptic psychological thriller film written, directed, and produced by Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail. Mm. It's based on the 2020 novel of the same name by Ruman Alam, and it stars Julia Roberts, who was also a producer on the film, Mahasha Ala Ali. <laughs> Mahashala. Mahashala. Maha, Mahashala. Thank you. <laughs> Ethan Hawke, Mayalala, <laughs> and Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and there's not to be any other people in it. It is 141 minutes long. Of course, there's no word on budgets or indeed box office because such things are irrelevant in Netflix's world. It's mm. more about the number of eyes that go across it. Wayne, what is Leave the World Behind about? Leave the World Behind is a thriller which asks the question, just how badly can Julia Roberts dance? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't, but it is a factor. Um, This is, uh, in in this show... Well, I was uh, not expecting that. Yeah. A typical New York family consisting of parents Amanda and Clay and his teenagers Archie and Ross, they drive to a remote area on Long Island where they have rented an expensive house for a vacation. That night... An African-American couple arrives at the door, George and Ruth, who claim to be the owners of the house. African-American father and daughter. Father and daughter. Well, there's a couple of people. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, And they've returned because of a blackout in the city, and then really weird shit starts to happen. That is the film-ish. Pretty much. Pretty much. According to Rotten Tomatoes, this one has 74% of 98 critics being positive with an average score of 6.8 out of 10. And on Metacritic, it's slightly lower, as is mostly the case. The film has a score of 67 out of 100 based on 33 critics' reviews, indicating generally favourable reviews. Hmm. So, Wayne, I brought this one to the table because we were thinking not much in the way of a cinematic release this year. I I should say. And given the pedigree of stars here, I'm a bit more surprised it hasn't got more promotion or more marketing from Netflix because I've heard, apart from seeing the trailer when it dropped however long ago, three, four months ago, Say nothing about this movie at all, which means our numbers are probably going to tank again this week. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I am surprised Netflix doesn't do more above the line, uh, more like mass marketing. Specifically that, because these things are, are, are made so that they get more subscribers, right? So why would you only subs- why would you only advertise on Netflix to your existing subscribers? I don't know. Maybe they've got some metric that says, you know, word of mouth is big. Yeah, they put that big video out at the start of every year with their big projects. And I know that there was a few stills of this one in there from vague, vague memory back in the day. But otherwise, yeah, it's very surprising to me and it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to hear that very few people had bothered to tune in and check this one out. They should promote it like they promote any movie, whether it's like billboards and shit out there. But yeah. anyway. anyway. All right, so Wayne, what did you think? Non-spoiler general impressions Non-spoilers. first of Leave the World Behind. First of all, very pretty looking film, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Some nice angles and very complex shots. I remember from Mr. Robot, that young Sam, what's his name? Ismail. Yep. He likes to do this odd thing where he frames characters in like the bottom left or the bottom half of the screen, and it's like there's there's like seemingly an overabundance of like scenery. Mm. He does that to put you off. It's like when you let your grandparent get near the camera. Exactly. Yeah. It's like uh, just frame in anyway. So he, but in but in, he does it less here than he did in Mister Robot, where it was very stark. I think it looks great. I think that aside from some possible pacing issues towards the final act, mm. it's quite well written. You, the audience, is kept in the dark. 
and there's the old, you know, red herrings here and there to to make you ask yourself, what's going on? Who are these people? And your suspicions go from being very local to very global, I would say, which is a very nice thing. I honestly think Mahashal Ali is a cool motherfucker, man. Mm. Like, I, I don't know if, if I had to swap with anyone, it might be him. He's a cool motherfucker, right? Like he's uh, and, no arguments. And, yeah, and he and so I suave, I think, suave, suave. Now I think when when the at a certain point in the movie I did go, what the fuck? It was the ending. Um, right, well, hold on for that one. And I will I'll say nothing more about that. I'll say that uh, each everyone's doing a great job. Everyone's like you know, the acting is great, the camera is great, and I overall was like going, I don't know how I feel. I don't know. If, and by the time it ended. I was like, all right. And I thought about it for like an hour. And I'm like... It's a good film, I do think. Yes, absolutely. And I thought, you know what? I do like that film. I liked this film. I'm a little surprised, to be honest. So am I. I expected you, when I saw the runtime, I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't check the runtime. And I'll tell you this, right? Towards sort of like the final act, I'm like, they haven't told me shit yet. And if they're trying to wrap this up, they got to wrap it up in two seconds. You know, like sort of like... So I was... I felt the the length at the end, right? (laughs) <laughs> that's what she said go ahead uh so <laughs> also the movie was long yes <laughs> if it had dropped sort of about 20 minutes off it i think it would have been better mm. but in well, every- our, our frequent lament on this show yes but in every other respect i can't really fault it that much i think it was really good i can i can fault it all right let's hear your fault i didn't ball. hate this film i want to lead off there's no negatron button coming today thank god in fact i would say the first Half of this film was pretty damn strong when the mystery around what was going. And there's a couple of really sort of crescendoing moments in the film where multiple characters doing the same thing at, at the same time and that they're all potentially maybe possibly in some kind of danger and it's mm. it's crossing between the three of them yes, or four yes. of them as the case may be. And that's very well put together. I agree with you 100%. I think the direction in terms of the way the camera moves and it's constructed. Some to, of to those shots. Off-putting to be like, oh. This is strange and different to put yeah. you in that headspace is very effective. But some of the tracking shots where the camera's like upside down, yep. hanging, twisting, and then following. Yep. Oh, ooh, how do you do that? Really, that, that really kept me going. I Absolutely. Think, it's, it's a feature of the Some moments of this film. I think you're right. The performances are solid to good. I think some of the dialogue's really poorly written, though. It just doesn't sound like real people talking to me do you know at what? various places. Yeah, I believe, because this movie is theme city. Like, there's so much underlying kind of, mm-hmm. you know, this is racism, this is prejudice, and this is yep. class thing. There's a lot like, going on. A lot of that going on. So I, I wouldn't surprise me if some of the dialogue was stilted in that direction to make its point. So I get it. Yeah. I didn't have a particular problem with it other than, because Julia Roberts is a cunt. Like she's very unlikable. Yeah, she? on yeah. purpose. And the the young yeah, daughter, she's not, not she's playing. Her, yeah, her and character. the young daughter is a total cunt. So well, like, no, she's, a, she's obsessed. But anyway, we'll come back to yeah, that. Yeah, okay, we'll get back to that. But yes, yeah, so yeah. Please, if anything, please. I thought the older brother was a bit of a cunt. But oh, he's a total cunt. But mm. like, he's a young boy. So oh, so Wayne's giving him a pass, but not the young. No, girl. no, no. Oh, I'm, yeah. saying, I'm saying I'm saying all young boys are cunts. <laughs> <laughs> so look, overall. I liked the movie, but not a lot. I think there's, mm. I think the pacing's off. I think you're asked to do, you're asked to accept a lot of things by film's end without really. I mean, you do get answers, but is it, is it? Do you? Yeah. So, <laughs> but mainly it was that sort of. I agree. Probably the second last half hour of the film, it really drags. Yeah. It's too late because you're waiting for something. To- yeah, it's too late at that point in time. It's almost like the film starts too strong. And it's too much going on and it's really exciting and like really like, oh, shit, 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 shit. And then it's like, it really falls away after one of those big crescendo sort of mid-film moments. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So um, that's my general impression. Do I like it? Yes. But do I love it? Absolutely not. This is going to be nowhere near any list of the year for me. It's sort of somewhere settling in the middle. Hmm, interesting. I think perhaps because I didn't 
know anything about it. Even the trailer, I actually stopped the trailer halfway through and said, I don't want to know anything more. Well, I mean, yeah. good no, enough. Not, not so much that I mean, just like, if in case this trailer gives something away. No, I think that's smart, especially yeah. in today's modern trailer world where they seem to cut so much into the trailer and you can pretty much follow the whole film, often the whole film right the way through to the, the final act. It's oh God, yes, so absolutely. Dumb. All right, then, well, look, no need for the soundboard thus far, so let's just get into it on the other side of this. You can't handle the truth! And as Jack said, truth is a very interesting thing in this particular film because yes. you've basically got two families, one of whom has one person in one of those families who has some insight into maybe, possibly, potentially what's going on but plays his cards very close to his chest. On purpose, yes. Until, what, the last five minutes of the movie? Which is a little bit of interesting kind of writing, I, I think. <sighs> I know what you mean, right? I don't think it's realistic at all is what I'm trying to say. Well, the thing is, the, uh, you're talking about Mahershala Ali, yep. and he's an investment banker of some sorts, which means he has rich people for clients, despite being relatively rich himself. The people he has for clients are far, far richer. They're mm -hmm. like the world owners, right? Yeah. And he seems to have gotten kind of like inkling of what's going on because the way his work is, he starts to you know notice patterns. And one of his very, very, very big, rich, famous clients has moved money about in a very odd way right before this event. So he's like, these rich people had a heads up on whatever. Well, by happened. the way, probably should have said that more. more oh, sorry. Yeah, but if you've spoilers. listened to the show before, you obviously know. If you haven't, yes. sorry. These are spoilers, okay? So um, From here on out. From here on out, right. Now, the reason I think I liked this show, despite being discombobulated all the way through and that sort of thing, which I typically don't necessarily sometimes yeah, like. Yeah, it's very well. intentional. It's very deliberate. Yeah, Again, it was, those, it was done well. The camera angles contribute to it. That's all fine. I understand the concept of these people aren't in the know, so you're left in the dark along with them. However, most films find a way to give you some form of, if not the whole answer, more to chew on than this one does. Right. So the one thing that people, I imagine, will have an issue with, and normally I would have an issue with, is that the, the trick of the film or the gambit of the film, in my opinion, the thing that makes it good, is that it literally takes you, the audience, and puts you in the same mental space yes. as the characters. Yep. They don't know what's going to happen next and Hence, neither the fuck do you. All right? do. So you are fine. You can be sympathetic to them on that front. Why I think I liked it is that this film is artsy in a way that is probably not that apparent immediately. For example, the film plays a lot with color. The very first shot is like a, sh a shot from space looking at the earth with its predominant blues, this blue planet. And then all through the movie, the blues um, signify basically a, spa a safe space, like the world we know. The family is often bathed in blue. They have a, bathe they have a blue car. They wear blue. And they're, often okay. near, they're near the blue pool at night kind of thing. That's when they're safe. As soon as they move away from blue, you've got the reds of the cottage, the, the, all the different colors. That's danger. So that's why I the, think... of the flyers, which are like, what the is fly that? Exactly. That? And that's the opposing color, right? Mm. So that's why, like for me, I'm sitting there going, oh, I only, I'd only noticed it when I thought about it. And I was like, oh, maybe that's what's happening. So that's one thing. And I like that kind of crap, right? Not crap. It's, it's you're it's, you're reading at a textual level, which yeah. is meant to be read at. Yeah, and that's why. And and so, and even when they have these shots of the planet, like they these interspersed, they have these space shots of Earth. They keep the Earth is very close to the camera ish at the beginning, and then you see it further and further and further, like from the moon, and, f and then mm -hmm. Earth gets further and further away. That's like the characters become further and further from their safety, the blue thing. So okay. that's why I'm like, okay, that's not bad. Inherently, it's a story about racial prejudice because. Julia Roberts, you know, they encounter the, the black couple or black two, the, you know, these two folks. They turn up and she basically can't believe that these black guys have, a, have a, such a nice house. She's like, they must be the staff. They must be this. They could be that. Where's all the pictures, you know? And there's lots of shots where like 
Mahashala Ali and Julia Roberts are standing in front of a black and white painting. Like, it's very, like, kind of just there. And it's like, obviously, they're doing that. Then there's all this, you know, kind of... Those things, like, kind of impressed me, I will say. sure. And I think the other theme is probably how media and technology uh, is used. You know what I mean? It's like, because this is where we escape to, but it's also a reflection on us, because we still do need it to know what the fuck's going on. So, Ethan Hawke's character at one point says... You know, when he's giving his sort of plaintive speech at the very end of the of the film, and he's yep. like, I, "I'm a guy who's useless. I rely upon my connection, my phone, and my the internet for everything that I do. I cannot do this. You know, I'm not, I'm not a real yeah, I'm, I'm not, not a real man. Yes, basically. basically. So that was it's there. It is not just subtext anymore. It's text. It's but that's what was cool. Then you put him up against because he's saying this to Kevin Bacon, Bacon. Yep. who is a doomsday prepper, mm-hmm. right? And those people are considered usually crazy, mm-hmm. right? Me and my EDC, I'm not quite on the same level, <laughs> but people who carry shit around with them. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I would also be like Ethan Hart. Yeah, and I'll be like, I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, so if, if I lost all my technology, I would be Ethan Hawke, oh, like a motherfucker, right? There's that old adage that used to be that we are three meals and a power failure away from revolution. Oh, and now they've added in three meals, a power failure, and a lack of Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> away from the same. And this film doesn't deal with the lack of food. They haven't got to that point anywhere near it. No. It, they don't even lose power from memory until the very end of the film, if I, if I recall correctly. But they've lost their connection to the internet and yes. everything that comes with that. And that's particularly personified in the young daughter, the 13-year-old, who is obsessed with wanting to finish Friends. Right, know? which I completely understand. I was going to say, no wonder Wayne liked this movie now. It makes perfect <laughs> sense. But that was the but theme, the, though, she, right? She's, she's textualizing what the subtext is, which they're all dancing around because they're all constantly checking and, and they, they never got any connections. So they don't have any answers, hence coming back to that original yes. point that we made. And them being out in the relative, not wilderness, but like, you know, away from the city yeah. is, is more like that. It even makes it kind of even worse. It's not that they can ask people. There's no one around, right? So her being, and this whole exchange she has with the brother where she says, you know, I'll never get to finish Friends. I wonder, well, I wonder what happens with Rachel Ross and this and that. And the brother's like, why do you even give a fuck? And she's like, because I care about them. I care about those characters because it's easy. And Friends is the thing about... The thing about Friends, I believe the reason that show has existed so long... My niece watches it. She probably wasn't even alive when the fuck I think started, right? Mm, um, pretty close. Yeah, and I'm like... Oh, definitely not. Yeah, so I'm like, why, do you, why did that thing subsist? And I know why. Friends is actually... And this is probably why I watch it as well. It is the perfect escape. You can just look at this and go, there's nothing horrible going on in the world. <laughs> there's just six people who are friends and they're making jokes and one of them tries to fuck each other. So that's why. <laughs> anyway, yeah. back to leave the world behind. Yes. What no. the hell? But that is, <laughs> no! fuck you. That was actually no! a narrative on no! the show because he says, you know, why do you even care? She's like, I care about it. He goes, well, maybe you shouldn't. And I think that comes back to the show because the way this movie finishes is you don't know what happens. Well, no, I, I think the film makes a very strong point at the end. It does tell you what's happened, but it doesn't concretely confirm it. What does it happen? What so, does it tell you happens? What's his name? Is it GH? Yes, GH or George. Is it, George? Yep. George basically says in the final oh, no, he's, yeah. speech, he says, he reveals what he's known all along, which he's been alluding to a couple of times, is that this really rich client of his said that the way to bring down country, country is yep. to isolate, destabilize, and then you un- you take a coup d'etat. Yes. And the very next shot basically is the camera booms up and away from Julia Roberts and there's a nuke George's going on in New York. Daughter Ruth, and I don't know if they're nukes, they're bombs going off individually yeah. across the city. And then the camera pans down back into the house, which Kevin Bacon's just told the other characters about. Has a bunker in yep. there, and the daughter's gone in there. And the house is red on the inside right. until you go down, then it's blue. Into the into the bunker. Okay, there you go. Very nice. 
and she finds a wall of DVDs prepped for this sort of doomsday scenario and she finds friends and sticks it on. Boom, end of film. End of film. So the film is saying it's, it is that. It's a coup d'etat. It's misinformation. It's all yeah. the rest of that. But so what it doesn't do is tell you what happens with the main characters. All you no. hear is that when the girl, before she goes to the bunker, she hears Julia Roberts calling from and outside. She yeah, she ignores her. Because the kid is like, fuck this, I'm tired of waiting. She literally says that. She, she says goes, that in the, in the bed, yeah. Right? So, but like what you can then ascertain is that, okay, well, Julia Roberts will get to the house and probably find the kid. Yeah. So they'll all probably and stay the, in that bunker. And the other, the dads and the son are going there because they've been told, I mean, they'll That's probably right. go back to the house first, but then they've been told the bunker is the place to be. It's really the only safe place. That's right. So we can we can probably assume that the family will turn up down there, yeah. but we don't actually know what happens no, or how this no, goes. You don't get an answer to the So family. just like the characters, we don't know what happens. And to echo what the boy said, should we really care? See, that's where it's a circular kind mm. of fun narrative on the movie. Fun. It's a narrative on the movie, right? So uh, and also, I read that the food products when the girl goes into the bunker, all of those food products. This is research. I didn't pick this up. Yeah. They are all products which have had some sort of pushback about being racially or culturally insensitive. So really? like yeah, Aunt Jemima thing, uh, Uncle Ben Rice. It's all like depicting African Americans, right. old African Americans, Indian head cornmeal, you know, all this sort of stuff. And it's Indian orange drink mix, all those things. So that was something he's trying to do, right? Which okay. you wouldn't pick up unless you thought about it. Um, Someone did, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's there's a lot more to this show than you would think. Is that making it better, good, bad work? For me, it is. Well, here's where it falls down for me. Then. Please, if please. we're going to play the narrative in that way or talk about the narrative in that way, why are the animals acting also screwy? Ah, now, because... Okay, so you know the sound weapons you're hearing, which is why we're not sure if the boy's teeth fell out because he got bit by a tick or because he was exposed to the sound. It's probably well, because of the tick because they were all the tick, exposed. Exactly. Right? So supposedly those sound weapons, like Kevin Bacon was saying, there's this thing which can make you... You, know, you, can, you can deliver microwaves through sound and whatever. That impacts upon migration patterns with animals is the idea. I would believe that Yeah. if the animals hadn't started turning up before we heard the microwave weapon. Yeah, okay. Good. Fair enough. Fair so enough. there's nothing, there's no causal explanation. I do like a bit of this or this means that and whatever else in my films. It's okay to leave some things open. But I don't know why it became such a big theme, the deer and then even the flamingos coming in at that one Oh, point. because it was haunting. Like, it's a haunting visual. Like, what are but they, they fucking doing? They look like at? shit. Did they? I thought oh, they were terrible. Even on, and I watched this film on my iPad because yeah. of cir- circumstances I was in. Oh, yeah, I wasn't allowed to go near the big TV last night because my daughter had a friend around. <laughs> well, fair enough, Paul. I mean, you pay for it. You can't fucking That's use right, it. That's right, exactly. All right. <laughs> <laughs> even on that, I'm like, whoa, this is a ropey, shitty looking CG. Really? Yeah. I thought it looked all right. No. Um, I watched it on the bedroom TV, so I was on bed when the TV was a bit further away. So I, but but it looked to me like like obviously it's CGI because you can't get like two hundred fucking deers deer to do that. But the shot with the flamingo with the camera pulled back on the pool, yeah, that was less. That was less pretty cool. Egregious, then certainly towards the end the way the deers were depicted. <laughs> so like, but you've got to, it takes you. Out. It took me completely out of the film. I'm like, okay. do you know what I've heard? Um, this is um inside Hollywood, everyone. I've heard that there is stress on people like Hollywood movies. When you depict animals, especially if it's detrimental to the animal, you actually are a little bit encouraged to make it look not, not real. real so that no one is offended. I've heard oh, this. I've fuck heard, I know. Fuck everyone. I don't agree with it, but I've heard that shit. Um, Come on now, people. It's, I, it's fake. It's exactly, make-believe. It's the CGI. dog doesn't really die. Exactly. And that's why in that you know, Argyle, that new, that new movie that's coming mm-hmm. out, the cat looks 100% CGI, CGI because it's getting thrown around the room. So I have, anyway. one, I have one more response to that. Suck my dick. Yeah, I agree completely. <sighs> let's make it realistic and let's tell everyone to eat some dicks. Just grow up. 
Yes. It's make believe. Exactly. If it's CGI and you know it's CGI, if they're fuck really off. killing animals, sure. I totally I stand with you. No, I would never allow that. But this is like, yeah, anyway. So, yes. Yeah, so, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's. Sounds like you liked it more than I did, which I am surprised by. I too am surprised, Paul, because I'm not, this is not my jam. You know, I don't like apocalyptic type movie type shits. But this, for some reason, kind of like rung my bell a bit. And I'm like, no, that's better than it sort of should be. If you okay. know what I mean. All right. Well, then, so anything else you want to say about yeah. the film, Wayne? All right. Let's get to it then. Final scores. And do you recommend Leave the World Behind? Uh, so my final score is 70. Wow. Okay. Right. That is higher than more. Yes. Uh, and do I recommend it? Yes, I do. But with this proviso, you need to understand that it's a slow burn. And if you're looking for a thriller in the convention and sense of the thriller, it is a thriller, but it's not going to thrill you necessarily. It's going to make you think. I think there were some moments, like I said, there's that... that Sequence in the middle of the film. Doing with the plane? Where the, the, the plane's coming towards cool. George. Yeah. And Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon, Ethan Hawke is trying to find answers and suddenly sees these red things running out of the sky and he panics and drives away. I didn't know what that was. I was like, oh my no, God. That, again, it was really yeah, effective. It's cool. it was yeah. a thrilling kind of scene. And then the, the siblings are, you know, so that was less distressing, but still, he got bitten by the ticks soon no, thereafter. No, it was a weird thing. And then, like, so they're building those, those storylines up and they do it again at the end of the film when. The, the women, particularly Ruth, are being menaced by the deer and Kevin Bacon and Mahashala Ali are yeah. pointing guns at each other and yes. even Hawk steps in the no, middle. That was good. That was good. That was yeah, good so like, there are absolutely some thrilling sequences in, in this film. Even the bit where they're on the beach and that the, the, the tanker the tank is coming straight at them. Like, that was pretty cool. That's another little thing. The, the tanker is called White Lion and apparently mm. White Lion is a, is supposed to be a symbol of the earth prospering, but that is ironic. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah, stuff like so, that. So, look, yeah, I gave it 61. 61. That's, my score, That's still so. pretty good for yeah, you, Three though. stars. Uh, satisfied. Not unhappy we watched it, hmm. and which I was... When I saw the runtime and, and five minutes, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't probably see a better result, yeah. better result in the end than anticipated. So that's what we thought of Leave the World Behind. What did you think? Did you check it out? Has anyone else watched this out there? Apart from the download numbers, let us know because I'm interested to hear what other people have to say. I doubt will be there'll be lots of podcasts out there covering this particular one. So get to us via email at the countdown podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at the countdown PC. Sorry, X at the countdown PC. And the website, thecountdownpodcast.com, for every other link you need to everything else about the show. Facebook, this community is the other point of call where we talk to most everyone. Thank you so much again for joining us today for this review. My name is Paul. My name's Wayne. And this has been the soundboard. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? A convincing portrayal of how I would be should this be the end of days. Oh, fuck me. I don't know how I would, <laughs> I would just freak like a bitch. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.